the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. Here is Reverend Gray with the teaching, The Last Days and Judgment Day. Welcome to Victory Lane. I am your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr. We thank you for tuning in today. We're going to continue with our teaching on the book of the subject of the last days and judgment day. Amen. Let us pray. Most gracious and everlasting God, we come to you with our hearts full of thanksgiving, thanking you for your grace, goodness, and mercy that you allowed us to see another day. Woke us up enclosed in our right mind, touched us with a finger of love, and kept the blood running warm in our veins. We thank you, dear Lord. We worship you. We adore you. We magnify your holy name. And now we ask your blessing, dear Lord, upon the program here, Lord, that you come in by the power of the Holy Spirit. Have your way, God, and teach us what you'd have us to learn to make us better equipped men and women of God. And if there's someone out there who don't know you in the pardon of their sins, may they cry out, What must I do to be saved? Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, for his sake, amen. Amen. Let's turn to the book of 2 Peter. 2 Peter, the... We're going to be looking at the... Second chapter. Second Peter, the second chapter, talking about false teachers, because in the last day, Jesus said there will be false Christ and antichrist coming and uh, just just uh, teaching against Jesus Christ. Okay, and Peter here gives a directive about the false prophets in the uh, second Peter, the second chapter. Let's look at verses, verse 1, 2 Peter. But there were false prophets also among the people, meaning among Christians there's going to be false prophets, even as there shall be false teachers among you, which we have, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So what Peter is saying here, there's going to be some people who will be teaching heresies. A heresy is uh, making fundamental errors regarding the doctrine of God, of the Bible. And they will be doing this and with, with sinful practices, misconstruing the word of God. And he says they will be doing this because that's what they do. They're trying to take you away from the truth of what God's word is saying. In verse 2 it says, And many shall follow their pernicious ways, 
by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Pernicious ways, they shall be teaching harmful and damaging and destructive, uh, fatal and detrimental errors of the Bible. These are the false prophets. Verse 3, and through covetousness shall they shall they with fiend words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. In other words, they coveting, looking for worldly gain with fiend words formulated with deceit. They, they, they talk smooth and, and awful speeches, and they're going to make merchandise of you. They're going to use you. These are the false prophets that he's talking about. And verse 4 through 6 says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the blood upon the world of ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, and, and condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those after after who should live ungodly. This is self-explanatory. God spared not the angels who are awaiting in hell on judgment day. And then it says in verse 5 and, and, that, and God spared Noah, God spared Noah, uh, not, not the world, but saved Noah. Remember when Let's go to Genesis 6 and 5. Genesis. Six, five through eight. Write this down. This is good. This is good information for you to have in your notes and for you to study later. Now, it reads like this. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This is mankind, wicked. And he repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. It repented God that he made man because man was had become so evil. And every imagination that is wicked of thoughts of his heart was only evil. And he repented God that he made mankind. And verse 7 says, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. This is when the flood came, both man and beast and creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. This is the same thing that's going to happen in the last days, except it's going to be, it's going to be not with a flood, it's going to be with fire. Okay, and and God is talking about that. And he said, as the fire rained down on Sodom and Gomorrah, you remember those people in Sodom and Gomorrah? They were practicing sinful acts with uh, one another, homosexuality. And God rained down fire and brimstone in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he's going to do the same thing when he comes back again, except it's going to be hell. It's going to be hell. Now, So that's what's going to happen. That's what did happen. But the Lord knows how, in verse 9, 2 Peter 2 and 9, but the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations 
and to reserve unto judgment the day of judgment to be punishment. God knows how to deliver us from being tempted and leading into temptation. But the, uh, but he's going to reserve the unjust for the day of judgment to be punished. How is he going to punish him? I'm glad you asked. We're going to get to that. Let's go to Second Peter. Turn, turn to chapter Second Peter, the third chapter, verse 1 and 2. The second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. I want you to remember what I have, what I am saying to you, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us apostles of our Lord and Savior. I'm going to remind you the words spoken of by the prophets and by Jesus himself. And what he says is this. In verse 3, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, what did he say? In the last days, scoffers walking after their own lust. Scoffers, one who mocks uh, with contempt uh, God, with disdain, scorn, and disgust, disrespect, and ridicule. People do that, talking about there is no God, and talking about God, that uh, cursing God. And saying all men are evil against God. And he says, there's going to be mockers and scoffers saying this. People are going to be saying this. And why are they saying this? To try to get you not to believe. To try to make you lose faith. To, to try to get you off course in serving God for your belief. And they're going to do this. How are they going to do this? They're going to oppose the word of God with what? Arguments. Arguments and debates. Opposing God's word. Let me tell you this. Check this out. Don't argue the Bible with anyone. The Bible speaks for itself. You don't have to argue God's word. You let God's word talk for itself. Well, I think this, and I think that, I think this, I think that. You can think whatever you want to think. God's word speaks for itself, the Holy Bible. Okay, and there's going to be scoffers walking after their own lust, walking after their own sinful desire, and they're coming, and they're here in the last days in which we are living. And this is what they're going to be saying in verse 4, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Check this out. When, when is he coming back? Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, people have died over and over again, years and years and years. And I keep hearing saying, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. He ain't came back yet. Is he really coming? These are the scoffers, mockers, denying God's word. And they say, guess what? Things continue as they are. People are living. People are having fun. People are doing what they do. And things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Now, Peter says in verse 5, For this they willingly are ignorant of. You are ignorant of the fact of God's word. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water. He's talking about when God created heaven and earth, 
And whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished when he brought the flood down on Noah. Remember that? That's what happened. And then he says this. But the heavens, in verse 7, 2 Peter, 3rd chapter, but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. In other words, perdition, eternal punishment, damnation, a place called hell is going to happen. For who? Ungodly men. And check this out. This is the answer to that question. I keep hearing Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. And then Peter said, verse 8, Beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand days as one and a thousand years as one day. In other words, what? A thousand years is as one day? And one day is as a thousand years? All these centuries of, of time has passed by, but to God it, it could be considered as one day. And the thousands of years can, can be considered as one day. Thousands of years and a thousand years is one day. Number nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. Don't think God is not going to fulfill his word, as some people think he is not. But is long suffering to us all, all, not willing that anyone should perish, but come to repentance. God doesn't want anyone to perish on the day of judgment, but He wants people who are now alive today come to the knowledge of repentance and knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Check this out. But the day of the Lord. When he's coming back, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Remember we talked about that in Matthew 24? If the thief, if, if, if the good man of the house would have known what hour the thief was coming, he would have prepared himself. Peter is saying the day of the Lord, when he comes, he's going to come like a thief in the night. A thief in the night is not going to let you know when he's coming. Same thing with Jesus. He's coming like a thief in the night. He's not going to let you know when he's coming. Verse 10, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. It's going to be a treacherous day when Jesus comes back. There's going to be a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And the earth also, and the works that are in it, shall be burned up. It's going to be a hell of a day when Jesus comes back. In verse 11, Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons are ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? What manner of person you are to be since you know this stuff is coming? What manner of people you ought, should, ought to be, knowing Jesus is coming back? What manner of your conduct should be? It should be unto all godliness and righteousness unto God. Verse 12, looking forward and hastening unto the coming of the day of the Lord. Looking forward to Jesus Christ. He can come any moment. The hastening, 
the quickness and the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. We're talking about hell again. Somebody's going to hell. Not everybody's going to heaven. You know what gets me? I'm on Facebook and everybody want to wish their loved ones a heavenly birthday. I don't know if they made it. You don't know if they made it. We pray that they do. I wish so-and-so a heavenly birthday. We know this, though, to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. And if you know the Lord, that is true. But, you know, mom and daddy, they going on. Wish them a heavenly birthday. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I know. I'm pretty sure they did. You're not to say. It's a good thought. It's a good thought. I, uh, it's a good thought. Second Peter, third chapter, 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found in him in peace without spot and blameless. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, all these things that are happening that we spoke of, couple weeks ago in Matthew 24, be diligent, be on alert, be watchful that ye may be found of him who God, Jesus Christ, in peace without spot and blameless, that your conduct, that your walk, that your life be blameless because he's coming back. He's coming back. And account that the, that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. The long-suffering of God is for our salvation. Make sure you are in alignment with God. Because Hebrews 9 and 27 says what? Somebody tell me that. I, I know I know. I got some church, some Bible thumpers up in there. They're telling me. They, they, they're quoting it to me right now. I'm going to quote it to you because you may not know. Hebrews 9 and 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment, we are all going to die and we are all going to stand after our death and we're resurrected for the judgment day. We are going to stand in judgment to be judged by Jesus Christ. All of us, it's appointed to die, but after that, what? The judgment. My question is, which way are you going? Huh? Which way are you going? Are you headed to heaven or are you headed to hell? Now, you know, I don't know, but you know your lifestyle. You know what you're doing every day, every night. You know how you're living. Are you living righteous? Are you living holy? I don't care about you coming to church. God don't care about you Coming to church, I mean, that's well and good. He likes that. But God is more concerned about your lifestyle and your walk with him. How are you living as a Christian with God? Don't be faking the funk, as we used to say. You know, coming to church, looking all that churchy and sitting on the pews and worshiping God, paying your tithes and offering, and then you're going back out in the world and living like a sinner. God don't like that. And God is going to punish the unjust. He's going to punish 
those who live an ungodly life. Where? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Go to John. Go to John 5. I'm glad, I, I'm glad, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody here that's still on the right track. And if, you're off the, and if you're not on the right track, get on the right track. Because this lesson is for you. John 5 and 24. See, check this out. Uh, we, we already know that uh, it's been appointed for us to die. And we already know that as Christians, believers in Christ, those who have been born again, to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. That shell that I'm in, when you look when, when you look at that shell at the funeral, that body that I'm in, that's just a body. But the soul and the spirit is in the presence of the Lord. Absent from the body, in the presence of the Lord. But the day is coming like this. When those who are what? Dead and in the grave, what Jesus said, John 5, 24 through 27. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. This is Jesus. He that believeth on me and hears my word and believe on him that sent me, which is my father, hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. Shall not come into condemnation. You shall not be condemned. Condemned where? To hell. But it's passed from death unto life, eternal life. Verse 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. The day is coming, the hour is coming, the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live, what, eternally, with Jesus Christ. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, to have eternal life in Jesus Christ. And hath given him, who? Jesus, authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. He's going to execute judgment on Judgment Day. And don't you think it ain't coming? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Even though one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day, he's coming. We may be dead and gone, and we may not, but one thing is for sure, he's coming back. Marvel not, verse 28 in John 5, at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. Everybody, everybody in the grave. They're going to hear the voice of Jesus Christ. Verse 29. And shall come forth. He, he's going to call everyone out of the grave. And they're going to come forth. They that have done good. Check this out. Unto the resurrection of life. Eternal life. Those of us who have done good. Those who have lived holy. Those of us who have lived righteous unto God. We're going to be called to the resurrection of eternal life. And, but they that have done evil 
unto the resurrection of damnation. Those of, uh, those of them who have lived evil, living in life of sin, are coming back from the grave. And those that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Hell is where you will lift up your eyes. That's the bottom line. Let's look at the coming of Christ. First Thessalonians. Fourth chapter. We finna go deep now. Turn, turn off the radio if you don't want to hear it. Turn off the TV if you don't want to hear it. Some people don't want to hear about this. It scares them. Well, guess what? He's coming. You can hear it or not. It don't make no difference. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. Paul talking to the church at Thessalonica. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. I don't want you to be concerned about those who have passed away. Huh? I don't want you to be concerned about that, even though they passed away and you're still here. I don't want you to be ignorant in that you sorrow not. Just because you're living and those who have passed on, I don't want you to be sorry about that because this is what's going to happen. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Jesus said, we just read it, the hour is coming and those who hear my voice will come out the grave. And if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep, those who are passed in Jesus, will God bring with him on that gate getting up morning. God bless you. God keep you. Tune in next week as we continue the study of the last days in Judgment Day. Join us next week as Reverend Ray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teachings at Gospel1190.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.